And welcome into Mustache Drinking Podcast. Andrew and Quinn here hosting as usual. We have a very special guest with us this week. We will get to that in one second. Quinn, the topic this week is we're going up the ladder in mixology. Mixology 102, if you will. Yep. Class number two. And Class. we have an excellent person to be to be our instructor today. Quinn, why don't you introduce our lovely guest? Adrian. Uh, I've worked with Adrian at uh, the restaurant I used to work at. And Adrian, now uh, you run the bar at the Red Carpet's Martini Lounge, correct? Or correct. Or Martini Lounge overall? Yes. Hello. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hello. And um, the Red Carpet, did we say that was in St. Cloud, Minnesota? Yes. Okay. So it's a it's a great martini bar there. Um, I one of the most popular places for my friends uh, during college for sure. Definitely going down there for the I believe it's Teeny Tuesday is like your biggest deal there where it's like half off I believe. Yeah. Um, so Teeny Tuesday and Thursday. Definitely a crowd favorite with that one. So I think you are more than qualified to. Uh, tell us all about martinis today, and I, I hope we get into some uh, very interesting ones. Uh, maybe Quinn will learn to love onions a little bit more uh, from this episode. <laughs> yeah, I love onions. It's just the pearl ones. <laughs> They're a nice little garnish. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Quinn, let's start off with what we're drinking like we always do. Quinn, what are you drinking today? So, big surprise, I'm drinking a Negroni. Uh, this time it's a little bit special because that prickly pear gin that I mentioned, I used it to make a Negroni. And this is the first time I've had a Negroni without orange and not missed it one bit. Without uh, an orange? Without an orange. Hmm. And that, so that's because I have, I'm getting a lot of sweetness from the prickly pear that I infused into the gin, uh, it honestly started to turn into a little bit of a gin syrup. So it's just got a little bit more sugar in it than you'd normally find suspended in alcohol and a lot more than you would find normally suspended in a gin. So it's definitely on the sweeter side and that means the dryness of it is down a lot. But you still get the herbiness of the uh, Campari. And, you know, th this I might have finally found a way to get you to drink a Negroni and not despise it, <laughs> simply <laughs> to tolerate it. Well, like I said, I've never had it in an actual bar with an actual bartender, just a, a man mixing drinks who has a slight love for Negronis, and it's not you. So, <laughs> I don't know how much I trust that friend and his ability to make a, a correct Negroni. I think it's a rare find to find someone that actually enjoys one of those drinks. <laughs> I grew up making it for my parents every once in a while. My parents taught me how to make it. And then when I was 21, it became probably my favorite cocktail. I just, I've never seen you, I've never seen you in person drink it, I don't think, like, together. 
And they, I always thought that was odd when you said that you liked it so much. I don't think it's a good like party drink because one, it's really dry. Two, it's really strong. It it's three alcohols. That's the <laughs> recipe. Equal parts of three alcohols. Yes, but you know what also is really strong? A Long Island iced tea, and you won't drink that either. No. no. <laughs> I would drink no. a Long Island iced tea. <laughs> I didn't say it was good. I just said it was strong. <laughs> Don't do that to yourself. <laughs> oh, God. So you made it with the prickly pear and you didn't put orange in this in it this time. Was that all the variations you made to it? Yeah. Um, I used... Oh, what gin did I infuse? I don't remember the gin. Other than that, it's, you know, your your basics. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Adrian, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking shots of Hennessy. Hell yeah. Getting it on. <laughs> straight cognac, baby. I think this is the first time we've had anyone drink, sh- do shots on the show. So, <laughs> we'll have to get a, to a professional. <laughs> the professional came in guns blazing, doing <laughs> shots during the show. Ew. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Shots for the show. Um, tonight I, uh, was, you know, I knew we were doing martinis and I was like, well, maybe I'll make a martini or make something that has the martini ingredients in it and ruin it. Cause that's what I would do. But I didn't want to buy a bottle of vermouth, uh, because I'm probably never going to use it again. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we had vodka here, so I thought, well, for we're doing vodka martinis, might as well use vodka. So I just made a, a vodka cran uh, mango, I think it is. Whatever was at my girlfriend's uh, apartment in her fridge. So uh, just something basic. It's pretty good. I put way less vodka than probably I should have uh, because I'm not trying to get drunk to this episode. So Hey, go add some more. <laughs> <laughs> You always need another shot in your drink, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Well, this is us to our drinks. Let's move right on to uh, the basic question today, which is, uh, what is a martini? Okay. So a martini, simply put, is gin, three ounces, with a half ounce of dry vermouth, And then you either shake it or stir it, depending on how watered down you want the martini to be or diluted, um, up in a martini glass. Um, Now, there are so many different ways to make a martini from there. (laughs) Um, One being is that not everyone chooses gin. Now, people typically ask if you want gin or vodka. Also, you can get a dirty gin or you can get just like a classic martini, which when people order classic martinis, I don't think they realize what they're actually ordering. Um, Because in my head, when someone orders a classic martini, I'm going to make them the recipe that I initially said. Um, So I will like to clarify with them because typically they just want all booze just shaken up in a glass 
vermouth, and then a half ounce of olive juice as well. But again, I've gotten so good at reading people when they order the martini that I can kind of tell how they would prefer um, their drink actually made. So like if someone is a fresh 21 year old wanting a martini and they want it to be dirty, chances are they actually don't really want vermouth in there or they only want a swish of vermouth in the bottom of it um, and a whole lot of olive juice. So yeah, when okay, people order Adrian. their martinis that like specifically are martini drinkers, they know how to properly order them. So when someone comes in and they are just like, I want a martini, that's when you know, put a lot of olive juice in there. <laughs> All right, Adrian, that. I have a challenge for you because I've, yes. I've ordered martinis from you a number of times, though I've never ordered an actual martini. Can you guess how I would, what my preferred martini is? You would probably, okay, so we're talking like, an actual martini here, not like a yeah. cocktail martini. Yeah, vodka or gin. Okay. I would say you would want gin. Probably yep. either Bombay Sapphire or Hendrix. A yeah. swoosh of dry vermouth in there. And then probably three-fourths of olive juice. I actually don't want any olive juice. What? You don't like olives? I love olives. I don't like my drink being briny. You're a monster. What? I am. I love olives in it. I just don't like all the juice. I think the olives give enough brininess. See, but I like mine. Because I'm weird. I like mine filthy. Like, <laughs> like Cosby filthy. Like, oh, I want God. it to be oh, God. so dirty. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm talking like only an ounce of gin in there and then the rest olive juice. Okay. <laughs> But you would prefer gin over vodka. Yes, I do personally. I think it has more flavor. Plain vodka to me is just kind of like meh. Yeah, Andrew, you like know alcohol. exactly what's going through my head right now. Yeah, yeah, no, that the gin is the correct answer. I mean, it is, nope. but it's just not the popular answer. <laughs> oh, for sure. Well, from what I've heard, the vodka variant was popularized in like the fifties from people drinking over their lunch breaks because not only does gin stay on your breath. But like when you sweat out the alcohol, you mm. also sweat out the smell of gin. Mm. And That's smart. vodka was a whole lot easier to hide the fact that you were a little bit hammered after lunch. I don't know why you would have a, a martini at lunch, but. <laughs> 50s were a weird period of time. So I'm old. That's what I've read. I mean, I mean, the red carpet is right in like a business lunch district, and I'm sure you've seen. A few. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's just a beer. Sometimes. Hey, my <laughs> my favorite customers are teachers, hands down. Te like I professors or like teachers? No, like teachers, like okay. the high school teachers, middle school teachers. When they come through. They are coming to party <laughs> and they awesome. will come out on these half off martini nights and we'll have like eight martinis, 10 martinis and just be like having a time and they won't be on the floor. Like they're, they're totally fine. Oh my God. Jesus. That is so much alcohol. <laughs> well, and they, 
so there's these regular teachers that come in. Um, so I know their orders now and they, they always chant my name. And so it's really awesome, but they just don't know that they're actually saying the wrong name. <laughs> so what name just, do they say? They're, they're yelling Adriana oh. and I just let them do it because I don't want to like embarrass them. <laughs> I really hope one of them stumbles across this. Oh. oh fuck! Oh, <laughs> shit. they're having like such and then a they good just time. Suddenly, make the switch. Oh, they're having just so such sad. a good time that I don't want to ruin it. <laughs> I just don't want to be a deb, so I just oh. let it happen. <laughs> so, did you learn um, the craft of making martinis at the martini uh, at the martini bar? Or did you did you have a pre love of it before you started working there? I learned everything about liquor from the Martini Lounge. So actually, when I first started working at the Red Carpet Nightclub, um, I knew nothing about booze at all. I was that person that went out and would get like a vodka sour because my friends got that and I had no idea what sour even was. Um, so I started off as a server there. I was serving for a year learned a lot because our menu has over 70 different martinis on the menu. Um, and from there, I was just asking so many questions about different types of bottles that we had. Um, and then when I eventually became a bartender, it was one of the biggest like honors at the time because everyone that was bartending there was already bartending for five plus years. They were super veterans and I knew I was going to learn a lot from every single person that was there and people weren't getting moved up to bartending very easily. And this was like about seven years ago, something like that. Um, and so I, it, there was like a lot of pressure to really know the menu. So also if you like look at our menu when you're there, it's very overwhelming because we don't only have the 70 different martinis we have various sangrias and we also need to know how to make every single type of cocktail like manhattans and old fashions um strawberry daiquiris margaritas like everything um so it was a lot of pressure you know to kind of learn everything as fast as i can and i believe i had everything memorized in that first month wow that's yeah. impressive studying hard. It was, it's really hard to not force yourself to learn every single thing right away because the second a customer orders something and you don't know what it is and you have to look it up, not only do you feel stupid, but you also are getting behind at that point. So there was definitely a lot of pressure to make sure that you knew what you were doing. So when it comes to the martinis on your menu, do you have a favorite? I can tell you, I, I have two that are my favorites. I, okay. Well, first off, let me say that our martinis, I technically don't think they're actually martinis. They're like cocktail martinis. I call them cocktinis. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, probably not the right word for it, but um, I personally like our coffee ones. They're really good. It, like the majority of it's booze. You get a little zing because you get some coffee in there too. So yeah, that's what I like. Creamy, nice. 
How about you, Andrew? Do you have a favorite cocktail that you've gotten there? Um, I've only been there like once or twice. And how dare you? Once. (laughs) Well, well, the reason I haven't got, I didn't, I didn't make it like a point to go back was because like when my friends would go out, it'd be like, let's get wasted and then go home. And the martini lounge did not seem like a good option. And I'm not a person who likes, I'm not a person who likes to drink on the weekdays, like at all. So Tuesdays and Thursdays were like not in my not like in my drinking days at all. My friends would be like, "We drunk today." I'd be like, "All right, I'll have a couple at the house and then retire to my room." But the first time I went, the first time I went, I'm pretty sure I was with you, Quinn, and it was homecoming, and it was mm-hmm. my first homecoming of my life at college, <laughs> and we were sitting in a martini lounge and not. <laughs> on like the press dance floor and i was just so amped to ne- to leave that restaurant leave that bar and i felt bad because i was like this place could be great but i do not want to be here at all i want to be in just a trashy dive bar and i just my friends would be like i'm from it now and the drink was great like i, I don't remember what i got but it was, i was like this is super good i was just, just like I just want to, you know, drink. <laughs> that wasn't overly packed. Like, there were always people there. But there was it room. wasn't, like, wall-to-wall. Because it's a large... Like, there's place. actual couches for right. you to sit on, tables, all of that. So it's not like you have to be shoulder-to-shoulder in there, you know? Mm-hmm. Quinn, you have two favorites, you said, right? Yep, and they're the last ones you'd probably ever think that were my favorites there. It's the root beer floatini and the key lime pie one. Oh, yeah, that is right. Yep. You do order those a lot. Every time. <laughs> they're the two that I order because key lime pie is one of my favorite things, and key lime is one of it is my favorite citrus. And then root beer is there's a joke in my family that if you want me to do something, offer me a root beer. I will do it. Do you, do you like the repeat offender? Do you like Bloody Marys? I hate tomato. Oh, God. I like it when it's cooked and you've released the MSG because then it's not as acidic and it gains a certain level of sweetness and it, it, it tastes a lot different. I don't like fresh tomato. I love pairing the repeat offender with the key lime Hmm. instead of using an actual like beer back. I use the key lime as a back instead. Is it key lime vodka or was it, is it key lime? Um, there's actually no like key lime in it at all. Um, (laughs) it's, it's whipped vodka, Midori, pineapple juice, and then lime. Interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Very interesting. So good. <laughs> well, I Quinn doesn't don't told him how to make it, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, Quinn's so... never going to come back now. Now he's just going to make it at home. <laughs> uh, if I ever had Midori, maybe. 
Midori was such a weird liquor. I remember when I was started working, I saw it on the shelf and we had a person who came in at the restaurant I was working at one of my first restaurant. And this man would order like a shot of Midori and a shot of two other very obscure liquors. And then he would just like sip on them at the bar <laughs> and then he would leave. And I think bar regulars are just some of the most fascinating people ever because they drink just the weirdest shit. The last time I had Midori on hand was remember that watermelon keg I told you about? Mm-hmm. It it was when I did that. So there was Midori and rum and vodka and something else that went into that watermelon keg. Midori is like that that like. I think the shaken versus stirred liquor. is such an odd, such an interesting debate here because you think of the James Bond and it should be <laughs> shaken, right? But really, yeah. it should not even remotely be shaken. It should always be stirred, your martinis. Is, is that correct? I, okay, so we shake every martini in the martini lounge. Technically, yes, they are supposed to be stirred. But I really think it all just depends on the person. Okay. Okay. When you shake a cocktail, you add more water to it, correct? Yeah. Okay. That's what so I we're thought. We're doing you a favor. We are hydrating you by shaking yeah. your cocktail. Well, it's like I mentioned <laughs> to Andrew, you know, James Bond always got it shaken because maybe he didn't want to be as drunk on the job. <laughs> okay. You want to know what's really annoying though? Everyone that comes into the bar that says, hey, I want that James Bond martini. They don't even say shaken, not stirred. They just say that James Bond martini. Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. That's worse. Guess how old they are. Oh, 21. It's going to be young. Of course. Their ID says 21 at least. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They don't even. (sighs) I'm a little bit sad now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Adrian, can you bring it, uh, bring my spirits back up by uh, going over some like pseudo teenies and like martini variants? Like, what do you mean? Like, like the espresso martini, like like Which, apple teenies, lemon drops, stuff like that. Right. Um. Okay. Well, again, I don't think that those are actual martinis, personally. I don't think they should be classified as martinis. This is a big debate and um, in the bartender world. And um, I don't think a glass should define what that drink technically is. That's my own personal view of (laughs) those cocktails. Um, But classic like lemon drop is something that you're going to be able to find at at most bars like if a bar is able to make you a manhattan chances are they're able to make you a lemon drop that's also a very well-known martini um that's easy it's just citrus vodka um sweet and sour a little bit of seven or sprite and then triple sec um with a sugar rim and then typically a lemon garnish um apple teeny the exact same thing um definitely another well-known cocktail that's going to be vodka just plain vodka um apple schnapps and then sweet and sour and sierra mist or seven up or sprite 
um, typically garnished with like a little cherry on the bottom. And then um, the Cosmo. Okay, the Cosmo made famous by Sex in the City, right? So that's another one. Um, and that one's like really easy um, and is a good alternative for if you're like a vodka cranberry drinker. So that's just vodka, contru, then you got lime in there, like lime. I like to use fresh lime um, squeezed in there and then cranberry juice garnished with a lime. But yeah, those are kind of like the three main main side like cocktail martinis. Andrew, out of those, I feel like the Cosmo is probably the one you'd prefer just because of the cranberry. Am I right? Um, what was the first one you said again, Adrian? Uh, the lemon drop. I've had people order lemon drop many times and it looked like it'd be good. Um, it's it very just, light. It just depends on the night, I think, Quinn. Those, those all sound delicious. So that's, that's the problem because I, I would drink any of them. Um, I typically don't drink cranberry unless I'm going for like a cheap deal, like like $1 vodka crans or something like that. Or I do like it in my mimosas just because I'm not a fan of orange juice. But um, are you sure you could could drink your Cosmo while sitting like at your desk, looking out your window in Manhattan and typing about your day in your computer journal? (laughs) This is really applicable to your life, right, Andrew? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I I totally live in Manhattan. Yeah. Every (laughs) Tuesday for you. (laughs) If. Fucking only if I could afford a sky rise apartment in Manhattan, I think I'd be a lot more set than I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> they both they, they all sound good, Quinn. I I they, I've never had an apple teeny, but I've always wanted to because it's like, oh, it's it's not it's not a guy drink, but I love drinks that aren't guy drinks. We've been through this. Girl drinks don't exist. It's all it's alcohol. More, it's yep. more sour than what you would think. Like <laughs> I think everyone thinks that all of these drinks are going to be like absolutely fantastic and don't get me wrong i think like the lemon drop is a pretty good martini but apple teeny to me is just mm, it tastes like schnapps tastes like apple schnapps yeah (laughs) i I agree i don't like the apple teeny i had my first one at the martini lounge because one of my friends told me i had to try it (laughs) it wasn't my thing see and those are the people that love jolly ranchers Yep. Oh, Jolly Rancher Vodka. That brings me back. (laughs) Oof. (laughs) I've made that more recently than I care to disclose. (laughs) Next time, try making it and then making jello shots out of it. That's amazing. I hate you. That sounds fantastic. What if, do they make a lime jelly, Jolly Rancher? I do not know. I don't think so. No, I think it's uh, only Apple. Machine, here we go. Because if they did, my favorite Jello shot, without a doubt, is tequila lime Jello shots. They, they are make lime fantastic. They tequila? do. Yep. Yes, tequila. I have never had a tequila Jello shot. Oh my god! With the lime and the tequila flavor, it is fantastic. I had a friend in college. Who would make that for like any big event? She would make Jello shots, and when she found out that I like tequila, she's like, "Oh, I've always wanted to try tequila Jello shots. I'll make it." And she made them all lime, and they were unbelievable. And I requested them every time she made Jello shots. 
Yum. Did she I, put I like some salt on there? Sorry, what was that? You cut out. Did she put some salt on there? No, she would just, it was just totally, it was just like a regular jello shot, but with tequila, but salt on there would be great too. Cause it, it literally just tastes like you're taking, it's, it's the flavor of tequila and then a lime back. It's so good. Yum. I need to try that. Definitely a must do. If you're making jello shots, definitely try that. The last when jello shots I made were bloody Mary jello shots and never do that. Okay. I'm just <laughs> tell, telling the world, please don't ever make bloody Mary jello shots. How did what? you do it? I, how did I do it? it? It was years ago. So I don't even really remember. I know I used Clamato instead of like normal tomato juice. Um, so you prefer Clamato in your Bloody Oh, Marys? for sure. Oh, but wow. I, that's because I'm a salty whore. Like, I love salty <laughs> things. <laughs> I put salt on everything. Like, anything that is, like, a grapefruit vodka or grapefruit drink, I'm like, salt that rim, baby. Like, I want it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Did you... Did you use Jello or like what did yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, I used Jello, Jello or... and I remember it only like solidified halfway. Yeah, so oh, it was God. a little weird. And I put celery sticks in there because I tried to make it look cute, but it still wasn't good. Oh, God. <laughs> I just want to see Quinn's face trying that. Just, just no, just it for the so joy of that. The celery in there, it immediately reminds me of one of my mom's favorite things that we would do for Christmas which was the like jello salad thing with celery and carrots in there and what? lime jello. Yeah. What? Yep. Oh, white families are weird. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not not a fan. Lime jello with carrots in it? Yep. And celery. Oh. Uh when I was a kid I would eat the jello and leave the carrots and stuff in a pile. <laughs> <laughs> the issue was it flavored the jello a little bit like carrot, but I was still a kid and it was jello. So So the oh. jello just wasn't flavored at all. The jello was lime jello. Oh, okay. Oh. Um, Which okay. lime jello was my favorite as a kid. So I was like, oh, you put the it's such a good thing, but it, it has landmines in there. <laughs> oh, oh my god, gross. Ugh. Ugh. Okay. Um Let's get back to the variations of martinis before I vomit on my computer. Um, <laughs> so I pulled up a list because I was like, oh, I'm not going to be able to think of these. But um, I'm just going to go through them and we'll circle back at the end. So this list of variations, it has the dry martini. It has a dirty martini. It has a vodka martini, which is 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 what it should be called, right? Because a martini with yeah. vodka is not a martini. Yeah. Um, it has an espresso martini, which Quinn mentioned, a smoky martini, which we will circle back to because that is definitely going to be on Quinn's mm. new list. A I don't like the sounds of it. <laughs> a breakfast martini, a French martini. What is a, a breakfast martini? We'll come back, Quinn. Just so <laughs> A porn star martini, a 50-50 martini, a reverse martini, and a Gibson. So we've already talked about the Gibson, but let's go back to the top of the list. So a dry martini is just your basic five yep. to one ratio with dry gin and vermouth yes so wouldn't that just be a reg i would consider that a regular martini yeah yeah like a classic yeah so it's pictured here with a lime with a lemon twist not an olive or anything what is your preference adrian a lime or, an, or a lemon 
Um, if or, I excuse would... me, a lemon or an, an olive. Sorry, lime had nothing to do with that. <laughs> um, if I were to order the cocktail like that, I would more than likely get the lemon. If I need a little snack, I'm going to put the olive in there too. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so then we have the dirty martini, which is basically the same thing. And you have olive brine in it and olives. Yes. I think that's, I think that's almost more popular than your regular dry martini. Yes. And actually what's been getting really popular lately with the fresh 21 year olds is they've been wanting pickle juice instead of the olive juice. That doesn't surprise me. Um, And then garnished with a pickle. So that's been kind of like the new dirty. That sounds good. It doesn't taste that bad. It's weird with gin, but I'm willing to try that. I would try that. That sounds good. I'm going to skip over the vodka martini because that's basically just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the espresso martini. This one sounds fantastic. Can you list it off for me? Tell me. Yes. So um, it says you can use coffee liqueur, espresso, or a cold brew concentrate, but I will get the recipe here. So it's two ounces of vodka in a half ounce of coffee liqueur. It calls for Kahlua. An ounce of espresso freshly brewed or a cold brew concentrate a half ounce of simple syrup and you garnish it with coffee beans which is very extra but still (laughs) i would do that that so that that sounds good pretty similar to we have um the screaming coffee and the caramel latte on our menu in the martini lounge i would say like anything that is a type of coffee martini or espresso martini it's probably going to change between like the establishment it's not like an overall known this is how you make that specific martini okay okay i'm I'm assuming with what's available and everything like that as well yeah and there's so many different products out now that people love to play with like especially the godiva chocolates and like the different flavored vodkas that are coming out too interesting interesting have you tried uh the coffee version of kraken rum by chance adrian no i will have to drop you off a little like nip bottle of it at some point uh it tastes amazing other than the fact that it is the most like clearly unnatural color of like super dark blue that appears to be black weird this blue as soon as you add another liquid to it because you end up getting a blue drink strange yeah it's it's interesting i bought it because it was on sale and we were doing this podcast (laughs) it i have trouble figuring out what to use it in because i don't want to look at the drink i make is this the one that has a ton of flavor like coloring in it right yep this is the one that uh the friend of ours who recommended it to me after i bought it uh told me his but the one hang up with it that I have is if you drink too much, your teeth turn blue. <laughs> oh, and I was like, what oh. the fuck? I hadn't opened it yet at that point. Open it up and lo and behold, it's just concentrate blue. Oh, God. Tastes good, though, right? Oh, it tastes great. And that's definitely because it's super fake and they just <laughs> had a really good food scientist put it together. 
So I give them props on that, and I understand why it's only a limited edition thing. We'll look at th- this. Is going to be one of Quinn's new drinks. I can already the feel it. Cocktail. It's called the Smoky Martini, and uh, the ingredients are two and a half ounces of gin, a fourth ounce of Scotch whiskey, and it's gar- garnished with a lemon twist. Interesting. I haven't heard of that, and that's actually not what I expected it to be. I thought it would be a smoked glass or something, right? I think. Yeah, like I totally expected, like the we're going to smoke this drink out and put this glass over it, and then we're going to serve it out to your table, and we're going to present it in a fancy way. Oh, but it's (laughs) the theater of the drink. Yeah. I, I feel like you have to use a really light gin. Like it can't lay super into the juniper flavors and uh, I don't actually, I don't think I would like that. Eh, give it a shot. I'll try it. It's it. I have to figure out which scotch I want to use for it. It just sounds like it would be right up your alley. It sounds like it could be, but I feel like it's so dependent on the two that you mix together. Oh, totally. And I feel like that could get really dangerous because I feel like my Isla's might be a mistake. And my super <laughs> Junipy gins could also be a mistake. Hmm. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Move on. We'll move to the next one and let Quinn... Uh, bask in that a little bit to the breakfast martini, which I think he I think he also asked about as I was going down the list. But the breakfast martini is an ounce and a half of gin, an ounce or half ounce of com. Am I saying that right? C o m b i e r. Uh, three fourths ounce of lemon juice, freshly squeezed, a tablespoon of rhubarb marmalade. And it's garnished with a lemon wheel. Mmm. That sounds good. This sounds very, very good. Um, I don't know what com- combier is at all. I don't think. Sec. Oh, it's a triple sec. Okay. So it's just an addition. So I think the rhubarb flavor would be fantastic in it. Yeah, give it a little like sour. I will take yes, that it was over the smoky one any day, even just for that rhubarb. You're a big rhubarb fan. I love it. Yeah, that's what I thought. And this one calls to be shaken, it says specifically. Oh, well, I'm sure it I don't needs know what to be cream day casas. Quinn, do you know what that is? Uh, that is, hold on, Google machine. You're not experienced. Okay. Nope. I don't oh, know what that is it's either. It's a black currant and blackberry. Oh, yum. Okay, this is yeah. probably fantastic. So that's going to be pretty tart and full of like tart f- berryness. That sounds pretty good. I agree. I don't know. It doesn't give it it's like a black raspberry kind of flavor it says. It's a rich fruit. It's a rich fruit flavor. I think oh. that I would like this. I think this is this is interesting, and I've never heard of this one either. Either either. 
Oh, I'm completely wrong about it being a little bit tart. It is apparently a super sweet. Liquid. Yeah, blackcurrant uh, isn't tart. Blackcurrants naturally are pretty tart, but not in like a. Have you had a blackcurrant juice? Yes. Because it's extremely hard to find in the U.S. Like I, almost impossible. I've used like black currants and like gotten juice from them. So. Okay, I, I I suppose it might be a little different. I've only had black currant juice in in the UK, so is it? It's probably sweetened to some extent there. If it's just I would juice, I would assume so. It was Which it was mixed. Sounds delicious. It was mixed with cider. Is where we had it. It was fantastic. Ooh, Ooh oh, yum! Yeah, it was it was delicious. One of the locals was drinking it, and we were like, "What is that?" Tried it. Rest of the trip, that's all we had. <laughs> <laughs> Always added there. Always added it. So we have the porn star martini, which I think is pretty popular. Have you made that before, Adrian? No. Oh, really? Let's find out the recipe. Then. But I have so- heard of it, but I don't know if it's like a popular. I only have heard of it in Bar Rescue. Okay. So um, the ingredients are one and a half ounce of vanilla flavored vodka, a half ounce of passion fruit liqueur, an ounce of passion fruit puree, a half ounce of lime juice, a half ounce of vanilla simple syrup, and two ounces of sparkling wine. That sounds like a lot. Yup. It's all liquor. No, no, it's not. It's got fruit puree and lime juice. (laughs) That's a lot of flavor. I think it's just supposed to be extremely kind of sweet. Yeah. And in your face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Not the intended, not the original intention, but I'm glad it came out that way. <laughs> Don't lie to us. <laughs> so um, uh, then we move to the 50 50 martini, which is equal parts mm-hmm. gin and vibe, dry vermouth. Mm-hmm. Which is. And I, I have think, heard of that. I think that's more of a popular one. Uh, the most, this is the most interesting. Ah, this one fascinates me. This last one, it's called the reverse martini and is it an inverse of the ratios. Yes. So it's right. almost all vermouth. It's like a flash and chin. It's five to one vermouth, which sounds just insane. <laughs> that does not sound good. No, it sounds so bad. <laughs> so yeah, bad. I, I don't want to just drink a lot of, Dry vermouth. Oh, it doesn't specify that it has to be dry. However, that's what it usually is. So, it would. I be mean, it's better, not. I it's not like sweet, sweet vermouth but... is that much better. No. They're both equally as not good. They both very much need to be like a flavor additive kind of thing in there, mm-hmm. not the main thing. Oh, those people also just throw back, you know. A nice glass of neat dry vermouth. <laughs> oh. I think I, I think I would tell them no if they ordered that at a bar. I feel like no. <laughs> yeah. Do you, you know can't. what that is? You do you know what you're ordering? Did you are you are getting, you what? sure? Are you sick? Go home. <laughs> Go home. You are not allowed to have <laughs> you're cut off. That has never happened to me, so <laughs> Let's let's hope it never does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I'm going to come in someday and just order that. 
one time. <laughs> well, and have just fun. stare at you the entire time as I suffer through the awful joke. <laughs> I don't even know like how I would charge for that. I was like, yeah, how would you charge for that? Oh my god. Oh my god. Well, and then a couple things that weren't mentioned too is like sometimes people order perfect martinis, like how people order perfect Manhattans. Um, that for sure is always done with gin, but then it's equal parts of like dry and sweet vermouth as well. But it's just like little dashes in there. And do you put orange bitters in most of your martinis because i i see it calls it called for that here and there in the in the list no we actually we don't put them in any of our martinis actually we only use the bitters in the old fashions interesting because i i know that it's a it's a here and there in the in drink recipes um, yeah typically in your manhattan stuff like that but I, I, it didn't, it wasn't called for in the dry or like the original martini. So I, I didn't know if it was, if it was one that you guys use a lot, but obviously not. It's something where I think if you're an establishment that's able to have a variety of flavored bitters, I could see where that could work really well in different martinis, but we don't really have that. <laughs> well, as we come closer to that back half of the show here, um, we usually just give our guests some free time to talk about uh, their craft as much as they want. Uh, Quinn might have some questions for you as well as we roll through this. But I mean, just kind of explain to us what is in the art of making a martini. Well, it's not only just knowing like the ratios and making sure that you're following direction in that sense. It's really knowing the customer. So when you become a craft bartender, you also need to be able to read your clientele very well. Um, that means how are they ordering? Do they seem confused? Do they seem to like know exactly what they want? You're going to get customers that are going to be extremely picky. And I get asked probably at least five times in a week if I'm good at making martinis. Um, just because you know that those are the people that are very picky. And the second you can tell that they want it a specific way, that's when you ask all the right questions. So that being vodka gin, dry or dirty, do you want it up? Do you want it on the rocks? Do you want it shaken? Do you want it stirred? Um, if they want it dirty, do you only want it slightly dirty? Do you want it the average amount of dirty? How dirty do you really want it? When they want a lemon twist, do they want their rim to be kind of, uh, how do I describe that? Like the lemon, like actually like on the rim, like a little bit so they can get that initial flavor when they take their first sip. So there's a lot of like really intricate things when it comes to martinis. So for our listeners at home who are kind of listening to this like series of kind of, I wouldn't quite say courses, but like insights into cocktail making and like broader wise mixology, um, I guess mixology and then broader cocktail making would actually be the, 
correct way to phrase that, but whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, what would be your tips to them? Um, for one, if you know that you like olives and you're going to be putting olive juice in there, um, make sure that you are not just getting an average brand of green olives. So if you're going to the store and there's a plethora of olives there, go for something more expensive because chances are that juice is going to taste way better than something that's a little cheaper. Um, that tends to be a problem a lot of the times with people that make martinis at home. Also, try and figure out if the liquor that you're using is actual booze that you enjoy by itself. Um, a martini is a very strong beverage. So if you don't like the flavor of just the vodka that you're drinking or just the gin that you're drinking, chances are a martini is not for you. Okay. Um, and then, so you said, you know, you gained pretty much all your knowledge. Actually, you did say you gained all your knowledge of like cocktails and bartending, uh, working at the martini lounge, start, starting out there. Um, and you said you had to you know drill in all these different recipes into your head what are tips you have for people at home who now they don't have to memorize 70 different drinks but they want to learn like say 15 and try and find the right ones for them to stock at a home bar what would be your tips to for them and not only memorizing those recipes but you know seeking out ones that they'll probably like figuring out like a palette um, I would say that if you're making something that has like more of the flavored martinis, always have sweet and sour and like a, a Sprite or Sierra Mist. Those are always going to be like two pretty common um, ingredients in a lot of them. And also even just like maybe lemonade. Other than that, I would say go for things that are really like what you like to drink when you go out. So if you're a rum drinker, there are going to be rum martinis for you. Same with like vodka. Um, I would say vodka is like pretty popular, especially for someone that is like younger starting off drinking. Um, so from there, I mean, when I was 21, I like to collect a plethora of Smirnoff flavors. If you have so many different flavors, along with those ingredients on the side, you can pretty much make any type of flavored martini. And then to round it out, uh, what is, if you have to pick one cocktail, your favorite cocktail? Oh, <laughs> my favorite cocktail of all yep, time? The only one you can drink for the rest of your life. Bloody Marys. Bloody Marys. You just broke Quinn's heart. I don't know you anymore. I'm award-winning. I'm an award-winning Bloody Mary bartender. Were you My recipe the one who came won. up with the uh, Bloody Mary that Travis would always drink at work? Well, not at work, but at the restaurant. Uh, yeah. The scotch version. Oh, yes. Okay, so I love scotch in there. I love Jameson in there, even tequila in bloodies. That's the beauty of bloodies. You can use really any type of liquor and it's going to taste fantastic. Uh, for our listeners, if you want to learn more about Bloody Marys, you can also go back <clears throat> to our Bloody Mary episode where I think we covered like 15 different Bloody Mary variants and I died inside 
the entire episode <laughs> and refused to drink a Bloody Mary out of protest. And okay, think- maybe maybe I should correct myself. A a bloody Caesar. What that is? I've completely forgotten. Clamato, what is that? Right. That's with Clamato. Okay. That sounds the worst to me. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just the it's clam juice, right? Just makes it. Oh yeah, that clam juice. Ooh. <laughs> salt. So much salt. <laughs> hey, I'm half Filipino, so I just like throw salt on everything. <laughs> so that will bring us kind of towards our last bit, which uh we want to find out which martinis we are. Uh, so we've all gone on to Brainfall, and we're taking the Which Martini Are You quiz. Um, so it's only nine questions, so we can get through it, you know, eventually. We're going to get <laughs> sidetracked. We always do. You know Andrew and I, and then add Adrian into the mix, and we're fucked. Um, <laughs> Two hours so, is a good, good cap. <laughs> so we'll start out with... Uh, the which snack looks yummy to you? Ugh. I already hate this quiz. Uh, so our options are fresh fruit, rum cake, liver and onions, steak, sushi, and a rice cake. Right away, I have a couple of things to say. The liver and onions looks like steak, and the steak looks like chicken. Whatever they did to that <laughs> steak, they ruined it. That poor steak looks and awful. Like, it, 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 it. It has to be pork or chicken. Well, and also, who's just going to be like, yeah, liver and onions for sure. As a snack. (laughs) Who's eating a snack? I'm so confused. Like, these aren't snacks. Rice cake, fresh fruit. Okay, and the fresh fruit. I'll take those as snacks. But the the rum cake, the liver and onions, and the steak. Uh, I'm picking sushi. I'm also Uh, going sushi. I'm going to pick steak, but it's not a snack. I'm just. Uh, So next up we have, where's the best place to enjoy a cocktail? At an restaurant, at a mellow jazz club, at a karaoke bar, at home, at a cocktail party, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I mean expensive restaurant probably is the best one but i'm not rich enough to enjoy it yeah who's buying yeah exactly (laughs) i'm not taking around i just can't afford it (laughs) but that's where you go to start and then you get one drink and you go somewhere else (laughs) i don't know if i can afford the one drink when (laughs) oh this is bad I'm going to I'm going to say at a cocktail party because of course. if it's a cocktail party they probably hired someone to come in to make specialty cocktails for like the party, right? Of course. <laughs> I just pictured it was someone who set up like a home bar and had lots of bottles and was like I'm making cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> no, there are those people that are like um, I would like to hire you to come and be a personal bartender, and we want the drinks to have these ingredients and be these colors. I think I've catered those with you. Probably. And, I've, yeah. 
there's nothing worse than walking through the crowd with a tray of food. Oh, why? Because they're all blackout drunk and just assholes. <laughs> well, if you can afford a personal bartender, wouldn't you be an asshole too? <laughs> oh, quick segue. There was one I went to where it was stupid. The entire cocktail party was held on the basketball court on the second floor of their garage. Wow. Yes. Yeah, just just let that sink in. And I had their kitchen on the second floor of the garage next to the basketball court to like do some last minute prep work, like make the sauces for the food. Um and yeah, no, though those were the richest people I think I have met. And their guests were just assholes. And then, of course, when we don't have leftovers, but everyone has been fed, like we have one tray of each thing left because we we did it correctly. They got pissed off that they weren't getting like a week's supply of food in addition left with them. No, that's the worst when you have that much leftovers after something's catered. I agree. And also, I know everyone back at the restaurant was sad that we didn't come home with any leftovers <laughs> because that was everyone there's favorite thing was get back from catering, devour the leftovers. So, Andrew, which which I'm, one are you picking? I'm going with an expensive restaurant in in protest, but an expensive restaurant. I'm probably going to take the jazz club. You would. I like jazz. <laughs> and a jazz club is, it should naturally be a mellow place, which is where I would prefer to be. And expensive restaurants, people are assholes. The karaoke bar sounds horrible. I hate karaoke. That was my that, second choice. That, that was my terrible. second choice. <laughs> I hate karaoke so much. <laughs> Making fun of people singing karaoke while drunk is. The best. Just the best. I don't like being pulled up there because it's going to happen. <laughs> you know, like it, it it's inevitable. You're going to end up being up there. And just I'm never as ground. drunk don't as everyone else. You can just grip the table. Yeah. It depends on they if your you friends are karaoke people. It depends on if your people you know are going to sing and make you go up there. Because if you don't know anyone... Or like your friends aren't those kind of people. I think you're pretty safe, but I understand your point because if you do have that karaoke friend group, they're like, "You're singing tonight. Get over it." Yeah, it's "Wannabe" by Spice Girls. Come on. I don't know that song. Oh gosh. Oh Quinn. Come on. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so on that sad fact, we'll move to our third question: gin or vodka? Your options are. Gin, vodka, not part of the question, vermouth, or all of them. There's the reverse martini people. There's the vermouth, because it's it's vermouth exclamation point. I feel like if I pick all of them, it's just going to be like a Long Island at the end of this whole quiz. <laughs> oh my god, no. <laughs> the Long Island martini. <laughs> yeah. You like I'm to get drunk. Gin. <laughs> so i can tell you i'm backed into a corner with gin yeah i'm going gin 
Yeah, Jin. I'll pick Jin. Does anyone go? I I feel like the answers are Jin or all of them. Well, no, people prefer vodka because they hate gin. Yeah. Wrong. Sorry. (laughs) I said I would give vodka a better chance, and I'm working on it. You lied. Gin definitely is not a popular choice. No. But it's so good. So, how would a stranger describe your sense of style? Classic and posh. Casual and sophisticated. Fun and vibrant. Sloppy and unkept. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely you, Quinn. Sloppy and unkept. (laughs) I mean... No, it's unkempt. Did you read it? Unkempt. No, because I'm dyslexic. (laughs) Unkempt. Oh, God. Why did you pick this quiz, Quinn? Uh... I I stopped before this question. And I should have continued. What would you say, like, posh is? Uh, Preppy. Clothing options. Preppy? So that brings us on to our sixth question. Choose a glass uh, in which we have a snifter, a low ball, a martini glass, and a wine glass. Uh, what glass are you? Do you prefer? I'm not sure how to take feel, this question. I think it's preference. I feel like this is it's too straight to the point. It's too, it's too, it's too obvious. This question is I feel like none of the other questions matter. It's just this one, and they're all based on this one. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Also, if it's a martini quiz, why are there options other than the martini? Why is the martini glass specifically an option for this one? You would think more people would pick that as a martini quiz. Right. They should have just picked like a 16 ounce glass, like a beer glass. Yep. But I I'm going to pick that. the martini, martini glass. Or just one. I'm going to probably go with the low ball. You would. I am <laughs> drinking out of one right now. Why isn't there a shot glass on there? That's what I would have picked. <laughs> How many shots of Hennessy have you had so far? Um, I have had four. Okay. Not too bad. That's not I'll bad, no. One. So, Andrew, what glass <laughs> are you? I'm also drinking out of a low ball, so I did going queen. Ball I don't know these. <laughs> it's Queen B. You <laughs> I should know. <laughs> so I'm I'm stuck between Gin and Juice, which is a song I kind of enjoy, and Whiskey Bar by The Doors. I like The Doors. It's not my favorite song, so I'm going to go Gin and Juice. <laughs> okay, have you heard the Alabama song? Have you heard this song? Good God, Quinn. I just listened to it, and it sounds just like Making Purple, the song that Trevor loves. Oh, my God. Why did I do it? Start Wearing Purple. Wearing yep, start purple. Wearing Purple, that one. Yep. Oh sounds just like it. it sounds just like it. <laughs> Some go-go bordello. Oof. 
This hurts me physically that that is a that is an option in this. Oh. So which one are you going? Um, I'll just pick Beyonce too because none of the I would drink to none of these. (laughs) Oh God. Me. So next we move on to question number eight. In a non-pandemic setting, what are you up to this weekend? I'm headed to the library and then going to an open mic. I'm getting some extra work done at the office. I'm catching up with my best friends at happy hour. I'm going on a date with a special someone. I'm headed out to a club and getting crazy. So, Andrew, what are you doing this weekend? (laughs) Oh, boy. I'm not going to a library. Um, I don't work in an office. Um, catching up with a best friend at happy hour. That's, that would be an option going on a date with a special someone. I currently do that, but I suppose I do that every week. So I don't know if that's like a specific weekend. I don't drink that much anymore other than for this specific show. (laughs) I'm going to, I'll say going on a date. Adrian. Um, I'm obviously headed out to the club and getting crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm probably catching up with a friend. I, I'm damned if I'm going to the office. <laughs> that being said, I've that is entirely possible. The office is the reason I drink. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to our next question and final question. Choose a famous martini drinker to toast. Okay, uh, James Bond, Humphrey Bogart, Clark Gable, Ernest Hemingway, W.C. Fields. Who is W.C. Fields? I don't know, but he looks like he's fun. I mean, just that the scratching of the head or just like the hat, like you don't fully see the hat, a little mystery. <laughs> it looks like it's a straw hat. Yeah, which equals fun. He's a comedian, actor, juggler, and writer. See? (laughs) Fun. Uh, So I feel like the options are, with James Bond, you have a chance of getting killed. Also, the other people all exist. And one is a fictional character. That is strange. The maker of this quiz had a tenuous grasp on reality. Obviously. <laughs> I'm probably going to go Hemingway, just because English major and I like books, and Hemingway was a good writer. I, too, am going with Hemingway. I'm a big... I, I do like Hemingway. And him drinking himself to death kind of falls in this with this quiz, so... Actually, I'm changing my answer. Okay. Who are you changing I want, to? I want W.C. Fields. I'm feeling the juggler. <laughs> that would probably be the most fun. Yeah, exactly. He'd probably give you All a right. good expression or juggle for you. <laughs> so, do you think we're all going to get the same thing? Let's find out. God damn it, Quinn. Oh, it didn't work. God damn it. Quinn! Oh... 
Wait, but what is this short survey? I'm just going to randomly do nothing for the whole thing. Go away, TG Ameritrade. <laughs> this is why you BuzzFeed. <laughs> yeah, Quinn, this is your fault. This is my fault. I didn't take the full quiz because I didn't expect it to be stupid. Only a couple questions, good. Just click through it quick. All right, I got mine. I will start since I'm already through. Uh, I got a dirty martini. Uh, it, it says it says you have a bit of a naughty side and like things to get wild, which I disagree with. You are known to let loose and try something new. I also disagree with. Are always looking for opportunities to have fresh experiences. Also disagree with. <laughs> Mine is painfully accurate. <laughs> Quinn, here we. It's like an hour and fifteen minutes ish. Uh, about right. But. Sounds about right. Adrian, is there anything you want to leave us with on a parting note here? Uh, drink responsibly. There we go. That's it. Good. Wise words. Good. Wise words. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad someone said it and I don't have to say it again this episode. Mainly because I'm a little, I'm a little turnt right now. This is, were you five in or did you take two just a couple minutes ago? I, I just took another one. So yes, I think I'm, I'm five. I'm five okay. in. I also, I haven't really been drinking that much over this quarantine, so this was like a little party for me. You're the only one who hasn't been drinking a lot. (laughs) (laughs) The rest of the world has been spending loosely at the alcohol at the liquor. Right? (laughs) Me, I'm like at home and I'm not drinking instead of what I should be when I'm actually like there at the bar. Oh boy. All right. Well, yes. Drink responsibly again. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Adrian. It was a pleasure to have you on. It was a pleasure to learn about everything with martinis and now go out and make martinis in the world. And hopefully we can make some new recipes here. And when Quinn tries a martini with that prickly pear gin, he's going to tell us, right? Yes. Yes, I will. Uh, when I buy some dry vermouth, I'll make one with it and I'll, I'll let you know how that turns out. Nice. Dry vermouth and a splash of gin, right? Yes, yes. Uh, actually, it's, I'm going to concentrate the dry vermouth because it's not going to be dry enough. It needs to be drier. It should be like licking the Sahara. <laughs> oh, God. Jesus. Ugh, I'm going to vomit on my computer again. Okay. Thank you so much for listening, guys. This has been another long episode of Mustache Drinking Podcast. Check out all of our episodes. Go back to episode one. Listen all the way through. Uh, and maybe, maybe these most recent episodes will get over five listeners. We love you. The one person who listens to our show every week. Uh, your Quinn's friend, I believe. And he might even have stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Scholar in a saint. but thank you for listening and we'll be back next week with uh something or maybe not guess you have to tune in thanks guys see ya bye